You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the fashion episode. I've been wanting to do a fashion episode. I really just wanted to talk about clothes and bags, patches, vests, pants. And guess what we talk about on this episode? Pretty much none of that. Oh, yeah. Well, fashion seems to be the fucking spiritual thing, right? It's an inner thing. So we turned fashion into a something else. It becomes something else. We're going to talk to my buddy, uh, 45 Classic, Classic 45, out there in Lancaster, California. You know, I'm on some ghetto-ass equipment, so I tried to capture the fucking thing. His phone hung up on the end of it, and we don't get a full interview. But I'll give you the 23 minutes I got recorded. And then the same thing happens again when we talk to my buddy, uh, Mrs. Cynthia Black, out there in San Antonio, Texas. She's a mom, full-time mom, wife, making clothes, shit like that. I wanted to talk to her about it, and we talk a little bit about it, but then, you know, I'm so fucking baked on the syndica, it kind of goes fucking everywhere else. And that's what I like about it. (laughs) Right now, I'm watching Titans on HBO Max. That shit's pretty good, man. I guess it came out a couple years ago, and I just didn't even know it. Ugh. Show's coming up. The Sin Eater. I got my friends Ocean and uh, his mom talking about the COVID. That's coming up. Grandma Gutter Punk coming back. Where I'm fucking pissed off about motherfuckers saying they got PTSD and they don't. You're going to get to hear my fucking disdain about that. And this is how I fashion myself. Oh. Beep, beep. Get the fuck out of my way. So welcome back, guys. Grab your smoke. Time to hear your angry punk rock fucking friend here. Give you a good what for for an hour or whatever. We'll see where it all goes. (laughs) I really do love you. I may not like you. But that's my fashion. Alright, hang the fuck out. Been waiting a while to fucking do this fucking show. Thanks to all the other fashion designers who fucking flaked on my ass, you fucking assholes. Alright guys, we took a fucking long ass drive from PNW to Texas. And uh, (laughs) 
It is pretty vultury out here. Would you say there's a lot of vultures out here? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, what's your name again? Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Black. Oh, see, I knew that. I just wanted you to say it. But that's kind of how I'm rolling. I um, have been friends with you off and on for a while. And uh, we met through some whatever, Facebook BS. But you uh, happen to have this wonderful talent. I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, I appreciate love. that. Thank you. And you make these bags and you make dresses. Mm-hmm. And you're into this style of fashion. And I am too, you know. Mm-hmm. My ex girlfriend was all, I'm a fashion Nazi. <laughs> and I always felt the way that she picked out shit was kind of the way I was. So I guess by default, I am too. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I remember like growing up in the scene out in the East Coast and punks were always like, fuck fashion and all this shit, but they had spikes and leathers and right. you, I always thought, it, why the contradiction? Why can't you enjoy fashion? Do you have an answer for that? <laughs> you know, we all strive to be an individual, and that's the funny thing is, when we do that, we still clump ourselves, and we still get in these little cliques. You know, ironically enough, you have the punks, the grunge, the goths. They're all trying to be individuals. Fuck this, fuck that, but yet they still fall in some kind of line. You know, some kind of cookie-cutter image of... We get lost in the path, I guess. What do you think... Trying to be so individual. What do you think that uniform thing is in us that that makes us so fucking clockwork or whatever, you know, like, what's in our DNA that we want to be individual, but it's just so hard to do it? That's the way the brain works. When we see something visually that we can't explain, we still have to categorize it. That is science. Science. We do that to ourselves. We categorize ourselves. We learn it, right? It's like a learned behavior, right? It is. It is, yeah. You know, it's taken me a while to even get that a grip on that myself. Uh, you know, after the virus started, did you find yourself um, like me, kind of? Like where you felt the sky was falling? <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry you felt that way, unfortunately. Fortunately for me, thank you. I'm so busy with my boys and my craft, I kind of dove more into it. I started cooking even more detailed meals, crafting more stuff, started learning different crafts, started painting more. Just trying to get out of my own head, my own space. I try to dive into something else. That, I think it helped. That's cool. I didn't have necessarily that surrounded um, kind of uh, nurturing environment that you're describing. So maybe if I had, I might have felt more like you. <laughs> the comfortability, you know. Yeah. But I did get more creative. I think what happened for me was I just, you know, I had always been drawing. Mm-hmm. And after that, the visual thing, it just kind of hit a brick wall. Yeah, that happens. I just was like, you know, for after four decades, right? Jesus yeah. Louise. Yeah, I'm an old man. I fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 49 this year. I'm 44. Yeah, but you look great. And I look like a rotten dog (laughs) turd. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And the fact that you brought up brick wall, that's why I have so different different, um, 
craft projects I'm constantly working on. Now, what are some of the things you're working on? Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm dabbling with painting, watercolors and pastels. Um, now I'm making cigar box purses, something that's not new, but I want to put my twist on it. Some of it will have original art from local artists here from San Antonio that I need to hunt down and find who took photographed what, who painted what, to add it into my box. Even if it's just a, an eyeball or an image that somebody else drew, I can't, that's not mine. But I just want to add it to my purses, you know? Yeah, that's um, awesome. The jewelry design, sometimes, yeah, I just go buy a bunch of jewelry, charms, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make the beading, I'll do the hooking and the findings, and adding them to links and chains and leather and all that myself, but that's more jewelry design. That's when I feel kind of locked, and I'm just, you know, just keeping up the momentum. Just got to keep creating, got to keep making something. That's what helps me. Yep, that seems to be the fluid. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I mean, originality, things like that. And it's good that you support other artists, too. I feel the same way. I really like that. Is there anybody you want to plug real fast out there that wouldn't mind being plugged? Huh? <laughs> uh... <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, uh, anybody you'd like to just drop their names, promotion, or anything like that that you're working with? Oh, man. That wouldn't mind, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't want right. you to, if someone was uncomfortable, obviously don't do that, but. Well, there is a man, uh, I guess, uh, some guy I know, he, I have a lot of paintings from him. Not small enough that I can add on to my actual cigar box, but his, Mike, his name is Mike Nielsen, and oh. he's awesome. Nice, and he's like a residential down there in San Antonio. Yeah. Yep. Actually, you know what? We're gonna talk later on that. Okay, sounds good. I think I think he'd be a really good interview for me now that I just thought about it. Hey, now we got it on recording too to remember. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> um, so uh, who else? I mean, you you and your uh, husband, you guys like were doing shows at that time when I met you like four years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's more into he DJs and does karaoke, so he's more in the music scene. Okay. Um, actually, he's gonna be DJing with an emo band this coming Thursday on St. Mary's Sherpaw at Room. And uh, we haven't—I used to vend there, but it's new owners. COVID. Long story short, we haven't got there yet. I haven't been able to find the right moment to approach her. Hey, let's do an art show. Sure. Yeah. So we'll get there. But it does go hand in hand, music, fashion. It does. Art, music, it's all an expression. It's an expression. Especially when you're throwing it for people who enjoy both but aren't capable of producing either one. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of a conversation I was having off the grid with a buddy, you know, about art. You know, and I was, he's just so many people doing shit. I was like, yeah, but there's still so many more people who can't do anything. Right. And they don't right. have any, you know, thing to fucking offer except, you know, may, maybe even just they're a pain in the ass even. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly they're disgruntled, you know. Um, I always thought the, the lack of creativity in the country on the decline. And you have, you're a mom. I mean, have you noticed that in specifically like Texas schools at all? Has that like something that's come to your attention? Yeah, I don't know if it's just San Antonio or what, but they're leaning a lot towards more medical and science. 
um, that's fine. We need that. I appreciate that. But don't forget about the arts. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it just seems like science gets all the fucking happy endings and rub downs at the end of the massage, you know? Yeah. It's hard enough with um, video games and all this virtual learning behind the screen. Everybody's behind the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to do is turn the TV off, jump on the stage or, you know, old school. Like we used to go pretend outside with your toys. Use your imagination. Yeah. We lost that. We lost that. Well, I like how, I think one minute I was, for me, I was playing with these Mattel Secret Wars action figures. I don't know if you remember those or not. (laughs) (laughs) Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah. They were around, you know. But uh, I remember playing with those. And then the next minute, man, I was vandalizing shit. And I was like, what the fuck are toys? Yeah. And I just remember this whole, like, there was no... Point a, it was just point A to point Z almost mm-hmm. without the journey in between to accomplish, you know, what could have been better vandalism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, now, well, you know, speaking of toys, I have my Barbies. I was just about I to had, ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I had go Barbies ahead. and it had this thing was... Um, it had a paper and it was like framed plastic and then you would put your crayon over it and it would get the image like paper dolls Mm. and you would design your own clothing for the paper dolls that's awesome it is but me being me I started going to cut my mom's jacket or her you know I wanted actual fabric let's see how this looks let's see how this looks on this so I went from paper to can I cut this sometimes she's like no please I just got that or you know what? Yes, I've had this for a while. I've been meaning to get rid of it. Take the take the sleeve off. Go ahead. And <laughs> she encouraged me to use my imagination. And you know, we may do with what we had. So that's so cool, though. I love that. It just took me down some melancholy thing as I was hitting the pipe here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this show is 420. And actually, guys, this episode is brought to you by uh, Black Widow. Um, Straight up Indica. I'm not usually an Indica guy, but uh, thanks to poverty and other things and uh, having limited access to what I got, hey, this bud's for you. Um, back to the show. Uh, you um, started kind of falling into the fashion um, aspects when you were just a kid, would you say? Yeah, you know, I'd say that, yes. Um I remember back to like I always wanted to take things apart. I remember seeing things I wanted them a certain way to back again fall into being a cycle being an individual. You know, so I could be different. Yeah. So I would take apart things, mix match the sleeves or paint on it or marker it up, draw on it, um, roll it up, tie it a different way, things like that. So and I remember cool. going to my friend's house for a sleepover and oh my god, her parents were so upset. We were in our, her room playing around, playing dress up. And I told her, let's make dresses. So we took the pillowcases off the pillowcase, off the pillow. And I started cutting out sleeves and neck holes to make dresses. We were like nine. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was fun. That sounds mm-hmm. familiar. You know, no. like a. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I remember the things that inspired me along the way too, you know, in the whole. Just, uh, you know, I've been wanting to do this fashion show, 
And I met a lot of people with cool ass fucking fashion in my life, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of pressured you into doing the show, yeah? No, it's just, I, no, not pressure. I just felt like I didn't have much to do. <laughs> I didn't know how much I'd actually have to say. Apparently, I was. I do have a lot to say, I guess. Yeah, I knew that about <laughs> you. <laughs> I knew that about you. And you're, and you're a sensitive person. Out of all the people that I, I could have gotten on here, I'm glad it was you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Um, well, now you can play this for your family, and I'm, I can present this to broadcasting school when I finally go to broadcasting school. Oh, right. That's good news. Well, That's you're good. part of my portfolio. And awesome. not just the show itself, but my ability, my ability to encourage and empower others to feel comfortable enough to come up to do something like this. Because you know what? Speaking is a fucking hard thing. It's a lot harder than it is. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes I hide behind my art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it's kind of like were you a Twin Peaks fan you know what so late in life like just during COVID to be honest with you really did you just get into it yeah I just got into it do you understand the story or what what do you feel like you you get it I don't think I'm that far yet I've already let's see I I saw the red room with the little man and the cousin came that's that's as far as I got Ooh, Maddie all right, I'm going to shut the I'm still, fuck it's still up. Early. It's oh still my early, god. Right? Yeah, oh god. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I've gotten so far that tomorrow I'm going to record an episode where I actually go. I was just there. I had to come back and take care of some stuff in Portland. And I'm heading back tomorrow. It's only 3 hours away. That's super cool. And it's it is kind of like this place that doesn't exist, like Narnia, <laughs> you know. That's weird. But I think uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost is the other guy who wrote with David Lynch on this show, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think they damn well knew that that particular little area right there actually was a power grid or like a power source. I don't necessarily see ley lines running. Uh, crossovering it but there is a ley line point that runs from it down into Mexico all the way from uh, Twin Peaks to Mexico which crosses over and gets pretty nerdy and stuff like that talking about fashion the earth has its own fashion right with the ley lines because once you see the ley lines it kind of looks like uh, you know some kind of pantyhose garment over the earth or (laughs) net (laughs) well you know it's mother earth she's (laughs) She's a MILF. Um, <laughs> the MILF planet. <laughs> MILF planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where am I going? I don't know. I'm so big. But thank you for being here with me. You know, and uh, oh, you're I uh, toys. Okay, I just set up all these toys, and uh, while I was setting up the toys, the Twin Peaks fucking thing started happening. And you know, really? yeah. And then because I watch it every four years, even. I just watch it every time there's a new president or so, you know. That's how many times I've seen these fucking shows. And then, you know, and like, I, I don't know if I told you about the portal. I don't know if I had talked to you about that because we were... I think you have. Long time ago. Right. Well, that was during that eclipse, right? The Because uh, I do like to get nerdy on the show. Everybody knows it. You know and, we're coming up on another eclipse, right? Oh, it's coming up 2024. Oh, I thought we were due for one this week. No, that's tomorrow. That's the blood moon. 
the blood on Oh, that's and, right. and that's when I'm going to find the Black Lodge, the real one. Wow. I'm going to find that motherfucker, too. I don't think it's a little dwarf dancing on some static floor, but yeah, I call that pattern static. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't think that... Uh, it, I think David Lynch had a cool-ass fashion to stay on. You know, I like how he would take something... From Native Amer as old and ancient from Native American mythology as the the White and Black Lodge because that's where they got it from. These things have been talked about by Nez Pierce and that whole region for so long, dude. You know, yeah. And uh, they're not really around anymore, but the land is, and that um, mountain set right there that they always show, you know, that's it. It's in between those mountains. That's crazy. And you've seen it. Well, my my I have a co-host, C2, and uh, she's, like, very scientific. I, I'm the more on the human end, mm -hmm. and she's more on the fucking science end. And together, you know, it was something that I just put her on the show, and I was like, she's been great. And a lot of people have loved a lot of the topics we've covered with things that I know that you're interested in, like paranormal activity mm -hmm. and uh, UFOs, which, if you've been watching the news, the Navy just released it five or six hours ago. Did you know that? I didn't know. I, I Like today. They just released it today. That wow. There are UFOs hanging above the naval ship, and they, the Navy filmed it, and it's all over the fucking news right now. You didn't see that? No, no, I have, when my kids are in school, I don't have to. This is the transition. It's not just that we're doing this show, and the show's about fashion, right? Right. But things move in a fashion. And I think that, you know, the, uh, it's the eye and the way that things are crafted, like you use that word, crafted. I love when you say it. Oh, thank you. Well, because you, you're honest. And... Um, and you can hear the the honesty, but the honesty of where we're at globally is not very honest, even though it's been a constructed fashion to keep it that way. I think that's interesting. What are these garments that we wear spiritually, fashionably? You know, it's kind of like reading the Bible. If you read it like in the flesh, right uh it will say one thing mm -hmm. if you read it in the spirit it'll say another but if you read any of the spirit books from any religions like that you can read it in the flesh or you can read it in the spirit and you know that's fashion right yeah um <laughs> it is well yeah. we got a chance to talk about it and go that deep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to take a scuba dive with me? Let's go. <laughs> We're under. Um, you know, me and Mrs. Black are under the water of fashion right now. Right. Talking this. Um, and we're both like, you know, these creators. But I, I just think, you know, I've been on the UFO fucking exposure trip for so fucking long. You know, and yeah. I expose shit like ancient aliens because they're like post-hypnotic suggestion they've just been getting society ready by saying 
you know, that they're pretty much here for the last 20 years. Yeah. If you put it together, like how convenient, you know, if you look at how retarded these guys are for real mm -hmm. and how much fucking power they have. And, you know, they're, I always call them the 13 families. Did you ever hear that? No, I've never heard that. It's, um, the 13 families are like the Rothschilds and the Vanderbilts and the fucking da-da-da-da. Oh, okay. They all sit at the top of the world and make all the world decisions about what the fuck goes on in the world. It all revolves around them. Uh, and whether they're human or not, that's wrong. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. I am one of the dicks that believes <laughs> they're not human. <laughs> yeah, they're reptilian. They're reptilian. Yes. <laughs> they are these alpha draconian motherfuckers. David Icke is always talking about. And I've actually seen David Icke turn into one of them. Wow. That's how he knows so much about him. And you know that every other motherfucker that talks about these reptilian dicks like that, that goes big, they disappear. But David Icke gets to stay around. Why? Because, according to what David Icke says, they're not allowed to kill each other. Humans are allowed to kill each other. They're allowed to kill other humans. But they're not allowed to kill each other. Wow. It's against their code. So if he is one, he can talk all the shit he wants, and they're allowed to make him look as crazy as they want. Yeah. But they can't kill each other. Humans can kill each other over a fucking quarter cake you know what I mean yeah. yeah it don't matter we have no regard that's fashion I think that uh, criminality is fashion the way people want to go to jail that's fashion <laughs> the way yeah. yeah yeah because look they don't know any other lifestyle after a while and if they went in young enough and they've been in there for a while Aryan Hispanic Black, it don't matter, dude. They all got, and they prefer the racism because they're with their group, and that's fashion. Yeah, that's it's category again. Yep. Yep, and it falls into this thing. How do we want to present ourselves? Some motherfuckers, some men and women, they just want to look good and orange. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or white or whatever they're wearing. <laughs> Whatever the state's calling it. <laughs> but uh, it's one or the other. <laughs> There's not too many varieties. I thought, you know, Tent City in Arizona made them wear pink. That was kind of weird. Oh. Yeah, everybody had to wear pink. Like, why? <laughs> I guess you ain't hiding. I guess you ain't hiding very well. <laughs> but you are out in the desert, so where the fuck you hiding anyway? In a fucking cactus, you know? Right. Oh, here's a pile of fucking peyote. I'm just going to hide in it. <laughs> By the way, I'm flying. I think I'm going to design some clothes. Yeah. Hmm. David Bowie. Yes. He was one of these glowing planets in our history of fashion. Mm-hmm. He fucking... Oof. What did he do there? You want to tell us what he did? Me? <laughs> yeah! Yeah. I don't know. He taught us how to love music, how to be yourself. It didn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or a boy that wanted to be a girl or a boy that wanted to be a boy. Be you. Be truly you on the inside. Let your color shine. He was just a beautiful creature. 
he was everything, you know, and he always seemed in his own secure, he felt secure. He always seemed to carry it well. I love it. No insecurities. He felt secure. I'm going to do it. And if you don't like it, tough. I like it. And that's, that's the best thing you can wear. That's the most fashionable thing you can wear is confidence. Dude, I just got 4,000 anytime minutes for free. Just text star 456-8092. Send the hourly questionnaire about your favorite subject. Like Popeyes. TV shows. Video games. Dude. Dude. Like play as often as you want. Local learning charges. Wow. 4,000 anytime minutes. Metro PCP. Computerizing the world. I got Classic 45 on the fashion episode tonight. What's going on, Classic? How you doing, Bo? You there? Did I lose you? What's going on there? No, I found it. It was. It said it wasn't. Uh, my. It wasn't compatible with my Android phone. I know. Let you do everything, bro. I know. Mm. But uh, I'm I'm just still doing it on Anchor, so that's what we're doing it on right now. Right. Well, we got something, right? Figure out how to make them stop fucking deleting. Huh? You figure out how to save them? Oh yeah. No, I save all my episodes. Hey, can you get somewhere where I can just actually hear you? Can can you sit? You gotta sit down and talk, and and just be able to relax and and just talk. Make sure you got some smoke. <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey, man. Ten minutes outside. Shit. Yeah, I can hear you a little better. Yeah, now I had just fucking got up. That's what it was. I was calling to let you know. Shit, I just got up. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk to you about your classic forty-five uh, deal. Can you can you tell us what the history is on that? Hey, classic 45. Get it every 45 ways, not every 45 days. <laughs> 45 cents from Jordan's first jersey number. And the classic is just all of it. It's before itself. Oh, <laughs> no. You. That's cool. That's cool. All right, fire. Uh, black on white brand, the stuff brand. And we're going to make a, a fashion line off this thing, huh? Yeah, right. I'll definitely draw you some shit up, man, for sure. The death is 2020, but now I'm trying to keep pushing. I want to eat. You know, I got that KKK killer thing that I. No, I seen that shit. <laughs> I think that thing would be hot, right? Like, especially like in in South Central or. 
Hey, the X-Men looking when you drew with the cat in the background destroying everything. That shit is fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's an actual animation cell. Oh, that shit is fucking classic, bro. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, I fucked it up with the lettering, but I'm going to fix that and take that off. But otherwise, yeah, it's a, that's a good piece. A lot of people with that piece. Anybody like that piece? That shit's hot. I w- I've been doing pretty good. I'm starting on a pilot. I can't tell you what the name of it is, but uh, it's with the mortician. My friend who's a mortician. It's like an episode. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Come on. Uh, female. Female. Oh, no, no, no. Um, that was a different one. Damn, nigga, how many morticians do you got? I know a few. God damn. I, I know. <laughs> I do. I'm a death dealer, dude. You know. <laughs> I know. I deal with a lot of death. Your name gonna be from Adam Air, nigga, to fucking uh, Transylvania. Oh. <laughs> you know I'm fucking around, man. Hmm. <laughs> Who you are in there? What city are you in there? I'm in Portland. Okay, so I'm Portland, Oregon. Motherfucker, you know what happened to me yesterday? What happened, brother? I got in the first. I got in the first. I didn't throw the fist. I balled my fist. I almost hit the motherfucker. But that's the first time I've gotten into a fight like that on the street in like three years. Like smoker dude or some shit, somebody walking and talking shit with him. No, it was some black guy and this Mexican dude, and they were like, they were selling like uh, pipes and bongs and shit on the side of this corner, <laughs> and it was across from a donut shop that's really popular that fucking hipsters go to. And I sell artwork that motherfuckers that buy those kinds of donuts want to uh, probably uh, might want to buy my work maybe. I got you. I, I, so I, I set up, you know, and the guy the guy tried to fucking violate me. He started throwing my artwork on the ground. I had every right to fucking hurt this motherfucker and put him in the hospital, you know. And it sucked because there's a lot of racial tension, especially in Portland right now. And, uh, and it was too bad. It was too... And so he got the cops involved. Because somebody called the cops on him for fucking throwing my shit on the fucking ground. And every time I went to go pick it up, he'd, he'd do it again. And then he was threatening to kill me with voodoo. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, you don't know what the fuck voodoo is. Don't talk shit about the Baron, motherfucker. That's my boss, motherfucker. I told him straight up. And he he looked, he had that, that, like, he knew he fucked up. The cops showed up. And then he started playing that whole fucking, oh, yes, it's a, I, I'm sorry. Da, da, da. I was like, motherfucker, don't apologize to that fucking pig. Fucking apologize to me, motherfucker. And I, I, I told him right in front of the cops, too, man. I was like, I told the cop, I was like, I'm going to talk shit to this guy for a minute. And the cop was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it was cool as fuck. I, you know, but it was my first day hustling out here. And it was too bad that there's territorial motherfuckers that think they got, you know, fucking rights. Or It's like, fuck your rights, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking hustle wherever the fuck I want. You know? Yeah, that shit sound like it was too drug, like a drug war. <laughs> it does, right? 
I even told him, I was like, I'll give you guys a cut of off my shit just to fuck off. And they wouldn't do that. And he kept fucking harassing me until the cops came. That's tough. Yeah. Oh, you know, I can't talk the way I want to because I'm white, but you know, you, you can imagine how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's like, fuck this motherfucker. All they see is a white boy, they know the white boy got black friends too. You know what I'm saying? And that, that black guy and that Mexican, those just happen to be a particular black and a Mexican guy that was racist against my ass and had a problem. And that was really all it was. They didn't want to be seen next to a white punk or whatever. What tough shit? What the fuck you want? Guess we all live on the same planet, motherfucker. I gotta put up with your fucking ass, too. You think I want to see your shit? But here we are, you know? Man, we're across the street, so we're not even next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was like, right now, I was like 20 feet away from Because that's where a cop told me to go after I had moved already, after the guy didn't want me there. I was like, all right, that's cool. I'll play along. So I went to... Now I'm going to keep going out there. Just to fucking harass their fucking ass. And then they got to put up with me every fucking day. And every fucking day, I'm going to make sure that these fucking goofy motherfuckers know I'm fucking never leaving. <laughs> goofy motherfuckers, you goofy. You had a you had a chance to be peaceful, and then you drew first piss. <laughs> I want to put that energy into making some fashion. You know, I I, I think it's a fa- anger is a fashion. Yeah, it is. Once you dressed up and said, "Hey, nothing matters in the world." I don't know. That's true. I don't know. Once you feel in yourself, you feel good. Everything, all the negative shit goes the other way. You know. Um, you pull a uh, uh, good energy next to you, not the bullshit. Yeah. And uh, it just, uh, I want to make this kind of statement in a clothing line with you. I think that would be appropriate, you know. And uh, I, I think I am going to go to Illinois, little bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Chicago, man. I think that I got opportunity there, you know? Hell yeah. And I think that people need this. You know, I think there's a lot of people pushing their art and a lot of people love it, but they're always looking for that next new thing that just breaks the barrier. So that's how you know that people really haven't hit it yet to be because com- once you find a comfortable thing that one thing will change the entire schism and the whole fashion of everything else right you and you write about that it's called trend setting that's true and it's you know if they, if they love it man and it's got truth and power in it man and it's not just because because everybody just want to make the mark you know everybody want the ducats Smart motherfucker, I still think so far it was the minion making motherfucker. All the niggas did was create a, a, a narco pill and put eyeballs in. Oh, <laughs> 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 you know they fucking did, dude. Fucking walking narcos. 
Oh yeah, man. It, dude, I've seen some serious minion memes too that just made me fucking piss myself. People, people have got some fucking crazy shit on their mind, right? <laughs> they just are crazy. The whole world. Who the fuck thinks the put some fucking goggles on a narco? <laughs> well, because you know though, all those guys who created the shit, they're all, they're popping them. Narco, they off them Steves and the bombs. That's what they're doing, dude. That's it feels. Uh, feels, feels and bombs. They're probably doing the fucking skillets with fucking uh, doing the lean. Yeah, leans all you know. Those are the enemies. They come from look. They come from syrup pancakes. <laughs> hey, you got any gummy bears? <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> Skittle. Skittles lean. I could. I, I could have uh, pictured your ass uh, helping them make that sausage party shit. That shit is funny. We ain't ever seen that shit. You need to watch that shit. Man, I, I fucking love the fuck out of you. You know that, dude. You're a good dude. I'm glad we fucking met, man. You've been just awesome, man. I'm glad you're here in my in part of my life. <clears throat> just wanted to say that. Take an emotional brief stinting. <laughs> so what you up to, man? What where you at? I'm at the house right now, sitting in front of the house talking to you. You in SoCal? Yep, yep. Lancaster. Plancaster. What's it like there? Like behind or my fucking uh 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 what is it? Not volcano. Uh 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 earthquake for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Cali. I'm in the middle of this motherfucker. You can't get to LA without coming through my city. What's it like on the restrictions or the, has it been like different? None of that shit. That shit's gone. It's done. Everybody talking shit walking through Walmart without a mask. They just fucking they like fuck a mask. Yeah, that's where we are right now in Cali. Some stores might not let your ass in, though. They're not playing that shit. I know. Well, I like wearing the mask myself, but that's not the point. You know, it's just... <clears throat> I, I am tripping shit. I used to wear the mask before this shit was a regulation. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. He's <laughs> already my fashion. I feel like motherfuckers are copying me. And then they're all dropping colors. That's what they did to the bikers, too. You can't come in here wearing colors. <laughs> and now motherfuckers, you wear whatever you fucking want. You have to. Now. You gotta cover up. Everybody look like they public enemy number one. Oh, well, we're looking for a guy who was wearing a mask. Well, that kind of fucking narrows it down, don't it? Huh, the whole world, motherfucker. Yeah, no shit. Everybody in the world, dude. What do you think about these aliens getting revealed right now with the those guys talking about the Air Force talking about the aliens getting spotted on TV? Did you see that? No, I didn't catch that one yet. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what's the big... They're drip-feeding everybody the UFO knowledge uh, as of four days ago. That fucking um, Air Force commander chick, she was like... Because they caught the footage in 2018 and then they put it on CNN... And then uh, it came back up again because they wanted to know where, uh, about more of the footage. And she was like, oh, no, there was more than two of them. That's just all we got on film. There was a bunch of them. And it was like these white triangle UFOs. 
it's dropping or something? Like, what the hell happened? They found these, they were chasing UFOs. They were going too fast. They were doing crazy things in the air that normal... Planes don't do. Yeah, or anything that they know of. You said that anything don't do shit. No, it was just like, it wasn't a drone. You know, it was unidentified. That's when, and they're pushing that fucking Gaia shit, bro. You know what that is? No, Guy is when you go on YouTube and they got these alien ads, they're all like, there was a pyramid floating in the sky and fucking da 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 da. And they're, well, they're talking about ancient civilizations that are here back from back on Earth. It's like, you know, that shit's fucking all pushing this alien agenda bullshit. It just coincides with this UFO being released bullshit. You know, I just think that's what they're working on. They're, they're going to reveal it, but these guys won't be in our best interest. I mean, motherfuckers always come up to you on the street here on Earth, and they're like, oh, I got your back. I, they don't have my fucking back. Why the, why the fuck would I trust a fucking alien if I can't trust the fucking dude that's on the same planet as me? From the same fucking planet as me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, I heard the fuck out of that. I can't even help it, man. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I gotta worry about the human trying to probe me before the alien. I don't know. That about a bitch. <laughs> what you smoking, man? Uh, some TFC. Triple layer cake. Oh, damn. That sounds good. I'm smoking the, bl- the back end of a Black Widow. Oh, shit. I know what that is, nigga. More of a white rhino type of nigga. <laughs> Dude, I don't even smoke indica, and I've been smoking this. Same blunt for how long, fool? Uh, no, it's just like the the kind of the shake end of of, of a good batch. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just taking little one hitters off of it, really. Sniplets, or uh, my fucking broke my bong stem. I can't replace it for a while, so I gotta wait. Destructive. I'm destructive. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Hey, hey, I finally caught that last episode in the, uh, the Falcon, uh, not the Falcon, Captain America and fucking, uh, that shit is nice. That last episode is shit. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about, what did you think about that? That shit was fucking classic. Now I know what you're talking about when he gave him the little, uh, the, the, the end of it and shit. Oh yeah, Isaiah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good episode. Oh man, that was so. I cried. I was like, oh man. They fucking. That guy's story is so compelling. You know? The real first Captain America shit. Now, I was talking to my friend Tim. And he's like, you know, he's this black dude I grew up with out in North Carolina. And I asked him about what he felt about it. And he said, oh, that shit's fucking knee jerk reaction, bro. And I was wondering, do you do you share that at all, or do you think Disney kind of did that as a as a knee jerk thing to the circumstances that have been happening lately? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. They just had to put that shit out this week, cop shit down real fast. Right, you, and like you know, because the pain is there with in real life. I, I felt that shit. Real shit. I just felt like, you know, I wish that shit, I wish, you know, somebody would talk like that in real life. Man, 
Because, you know, why has it got to be on a fucking Disney cartoon or, you know, some Disney yeah, shit? A show. A show. This shit is not real. Mm-mm. It's not real. That's the thing. I want to see a real black man and a real black woman come forward and a real black person just come forward and tell whites to finally fuck off and just be like, look, back the fuck off. Don't fuck with us. We have every fucking right to be here. Fuck you. And whites do need to fuck off with their territorial fucking bullshit. And it should have ended 60 years ago, man. Don't be in Beverly Hills after 6 o'clock. You won't make it out. <laughs> you won't make it out. Mm-mm. Uh, get out of Sherman Oaks before 7. Oh, my God. He said, oh, my God, man. It's problems. Problems. You know, I, I just, you know, I would like to see that in real life. I hate how Disney makes it okay to be this anarchist vigilante motherfucker, even though they're getting fucked with by the fucking government, they still are running rampant. Hey, yeah, that one episode I watched uh, on the Captain America shit when the police was fucking him and Bucky and shit, I'm like, oh, this shit crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know where that is? Uh, I thought that was fucking uh, Oakland or some shit they were in. Uh-uh, it's, it's in, uh, it's in Martin Luther King Jr. That house is exactly a block away and it's on there. Oh, when the cops fucking are right behind the cops from where the cops are coming from, at, at the end of the, that's where Martin Luther King Jr. was born. And that's why they filmed it right there. That's good. Hi, good history lesson. Good history lesson. Yep, I found that out because I'm just that big of a fucking comic book nerd, and I'm a yeah. I'm addicted to Marvel, motherfucker. Now I got some shit to bring some Easter eggs to break out. Yeah, that one's a good one, right? Hell yeah, that's the best one. That's a good one. I found that out. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I I loved it, man. Personally, I just hate thinking about the white motherfuckers that are making it and what's on their mind while they're putting this shit out. Narcos, minions. Yep, minions. And they're just like, oh, I just feel like they're just undermining on some level still, even though the message is awesome. And I hate to be fucking a negative motherfucker like that, but I just feel like, dude, there's some kind of agenda. There's some kind of agendas behind Disney, because Dis- everybody knows Disney's a bunch of Nazi fucks. Yeah. And if they don't get some kind of black face in that motherfucker, nobody watching that shit. Uh huh. And you know that dude's like this. He's just white. That he's just a white enough black dude to be the new Captain America. Yeah. That's what. Really, that's a good way to put it, right? Yeah, I got you. Cause he ain't he ain't talking like you. That's what, that's what uh, Isaiah was talking about. We can get him to sell out, but we can't get this other motherfucker to do. Uh huh. And he would probably Isaiah. You could see he he wasn't talking that shit. He was like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." He said, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Was smoking the blunt. They like you can't do that. He's like, "Fuck you." Hey, and my favorite thing when he told Bucky, I snatched the nigga arm off. He did. I pulled that bitch off. And Bucky's face was like, uh, yep. 
Everybody thought he lost that shit on that train. The train took his arm. No, nigga. The nigga took his arm. I know, right? That's cold. Hmm. And it happens again. Because that Taj Marie or whatever, Black Panthers chicks, they come into the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When she popped that arm off? Yep. <laughs> fucking show, huh? like to thank Miss Cynthia Black down there in Texas doing the hardest job there is being a mom and we had some phone trouble and we lost her at her end but we talked to her and uh, she did agree to come back for another show I guess she had a good time why were punks all on the anti-fashion trip ever? That's all the motherfucking shit's been about, dude. What fashion? <laughs> I remember motherfuckers in high school and shit talking that shit, man. It's not about fashion, dude. Oh yeah, well explain those one inch spikes coming out of your fucking leather. <laughs> and your fucking tattered jeans and your beat up combat boots. And the Nox gelatin you're putting in your hair with the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me about that shit, dude. Want to thank uh, Classic 45 for dropping in, too. You're a cool motherfucker, man. <laughs> Funny as fuck. Minions are narcos. <laughs> With goggles. <laughs> Pop and lean. We'll do something together. We're going to put some fashion out. I want to make vests and bags, because in L.A., motherfuckers like bags. By the way, when I see chicks wearing these little mini backpacks, I will never trust a chick with a mini backpack. And the tinier the fucking backpack, it's kind of like these tiny soul, uh, scorpions, you know? The tinier they are, the more poisonous they are. <laughs> All right, guys, stick around for more Adam Air MD GED. And we'll anti fashion the fashion out. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED.
Underground Cartoon Therapy. Oh shit. Okay, that's enough. You've been listening to Adam Aaron DGD, Underground Cartoon Therapy.